0: Hey everybody, Chris Aiken from the CMS Podcast Network, and if you are a person that likes to watch our videos, whether it's Classic Metal Show, Talk To Me, Skull Sessions, or Aftershocks, do not do it on YouTube. Do you hear me? Do not do it on YouTube. Go to fupal.com, F-V-I-E-W-P-A-L.com.
1: From Use Your Illusion 2, that is the epic Guns N' Roses Estranged, which had a very uh, expensive music video that went along with that uh, way back in the early part of the 90s. Uh, sure. You know, music videos back then cost anywhere from a quarter million dollars to three quarters of a million dollars for a four-minute four, four minute video. That That one almost was 10 minutes long which yeah. was which was really unheard of because you know obviously uh, commercial radio would not play a 10 minute song today you know they played a strange much anyway did they uh, no th- but they did they the, you yeah. know back back when it was a quote unquote hit you know MTV was playing it and so periodically a uh, radio station might play it but uh, not anymore they would never do anything like that
0: now well, it's like, think-
1: like yeah, i saw somebody in the chat room mention it's like the free bird or you know any one of these longer songs but uh boy back in the the early part of the 70s with it, when fm radio became a thing right uh, it was it wasn't unheard of to where you know these dj's would actually play almost a whole album aside oh yeah Back then, but dude, you know, they used to
0: announce. Remember when they used to announce that, that you know, Thursday is going to be this whole album and they'll and they'll play the whole, you know, they'll play the whole um video of it, yeah, or the whole album of it, r- rather.
1: Hmm. But that was definitely a specialized thing. But boy, you know, the thing is, is that and and you watch some of these old documentaries about um, you know, music documentaries or documentaries on the history of broadcast radio or something like that and you know that that was I guess I guess they termed that the golden era of radio because almost anything uh, goes it was kind of like the early days of YouTube you know Mm -hmm. anything goes but you know as as things uh became more commercially successful that's when all the restrictions come because it's like wow well, we got sponsors now and they expect this and that and the other and you know we got to make money with this thing and rah, 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 and it just kind of ruins everything it's it's not free form it's not fun anymore it, it's just garbage right so all the fun has gone out of the world when when is the last time i got to ask this question to you chris when is the last time you actually had fun i mean just just all out fun it's been a year or so.
0: <laughs> it's definitely been, um, it's definitely, I don't know, um, maybe the Bob Seger show. Was that a year ago?
1: I don't know. Was it?
0: Year, year and a half ago. It was December something. Of yeah. Whatever. You know, so yeah, it's been, it's probably been that long since I had just true fun, like a whole day of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You know, that's, that's, that's the way they want us. Isn't it pissed off and, you know, angry at each other.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I I was kind of reminiscing a little bit today. Um, I, I was watching some old music videos from, you know, back in the eighties and stuff. And I ran across a few tunes that, uh, you know, took me back to, to some of the eighties times. And I thought to myself man I had the life you know I was single I was young I I worked at a club um you know there I had a really good job I was off every other week I I had a job where I worked seven days straight 12 hours a day and then I was off for seven days every other week I was off for seven days it was like having a vacation every other week and during the week off you know living in Southern California you know I would uh go to the club like at seven or eight o'clock at night, mm-hmm. whether I was do you know, working there or just hanging out. And I would be there till like two o'clock in the morning. And then me and a bunch of people or several people, we would all go out after that. And I wouldn't get, I wouldn't walk in the door till the sun was coming up. Right. right? You know, and then I'd sleep till, you know, two, three, four o'clock in the afternoon and get up for a few hours and watch some TV or go lay out by the pool or, you know, whatever. And, and, uh, you know, the, the world was my oyster. I had good, I had money in my pocket. I had a nice place to live. I had a couple of nice girlfriends, you know, I could just come and go as I pleased. Sure. It was, it was, that was the time I had fun. (laughs) <laughs> I just had fun. It was carefree fun.
0: Well, carefree fun, I have not had in ages. Yeah, mean,
1: that's kind of what I'm trying to drive yeah. at. When When is the last time you had really carefree fun?
0: Oh, geez. I mean, there's moments here and there sprinkled throughout, but just that probably that same era, you know, I mean, dude, living in, when I lived in California was the last time I truly just didn't give a fuck about much.
1: There you go. California. And,
0: uh, uh and i mean because i i was i was you know i was doing my damn job but then i was you know and and i liked my job you know i know most people aren't, aren't supposed to say they like their job in the military or whatever but i loved the military i had a i had a ball in the military i certainly had a ball in korea but i enjoyed california too for the most part hated my one boss but other than that i liked the job sure um so i would enjoy my job and then after was like you know every single weekend was no. Well, let's go up to fucking San Francisco and see, you know, go to go to the the various clubs and see all these great bands that were playing at the time. And there were so many great bands at that time, you know, I was there from 89 to 92. So it was like, Holy shit, man. It was, you know, it was death angel and the organization and Testament and overkill. And, you know, all these bands were, I mean, overkill wasn't from there, but they came there a lot. Pantera was coming there a lot. um, you know, and, and even the regular concerts, the Shorelines and stuff, that was the that was the era of the the Painkiller Tour, whatever that tour was called, with Dangerous Toys and Motorhead and um, uh, Judas Priest and um, I forget who the other band was, but there was those. And I saw ACDC with LA Guns opening one time. I saw GNR with, you know, I saw GNR with Skid Row a couple of times. I saw... Metallica, Dan the green, you know, I saw 15 Metallica shows on the blackout alone, you know, it it was just such a, such a fun time And, and everybody was into it. And that's the difference too, was everybody was into it. It wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just me. It was like, you know, and you probably remember this dude, although you're not as, you know, Hey, just talk to anybody guy but you would just go to these shows and just fucking whoever was there was who you started talking to. Yeah. Hey, have you seen these guys before? Oh yeah, man. I saw them at whatever. Oh yeah, me too. I was at that show. Where were you standing? You know, you know, it was that kind of thing. It was just this big, fun fucking time.
1: And now it's not. Yeah. I, I, well, you know, living in the LA area, you know, there were so many venues down there there was you know the greek theater the pacific amphitheater the irvine meadows there was uh uh the um la sports arena there was the la forum then you Mm -hmm. had smaller clubs obviously the the uh roxy and the whiskey and gazzari's right then you had the troubadour and you had all the smaller clubs and then there was just you know you could go you could go to a show every night of the week if you wanted to Mm -hmm. every night of the week there was something going on you know Sunday Sunday through Saturday you could go to a show if you wanted to there was something happening somewhere Mm
0: -hmm. all
1: the time sure you know and it was good stuff it wasn't just you know some local band it it was you know some up-and-comer people some you know bigger people you know obviously this was during the you know the heyday of the MTV era the the Mm -hmm. rats and the Dawkins and you know, scorpions and all that stuff. You know that that was a uh, pretty much a um, constant concert stop for most bigger you know bands. I mean, I, I saw—I can't tell you how many concerts, I, shows I went to during yeah. that era. But but I went to a lot of shows,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, oh. and hundreds, hundreds of shows.
0: Yeah, me too. And you know what? You know what was cool about that time? That went away probably about the time the nineties hit. And, and and I, and I'm not blaming, this is one time I won't blame it on grunge. I'll blame it on the labels. It wasn't so everything was monetized then, you know, you could go to a, you could go to a show and the band would come out and get drinks, you know, the, the, the main band, and it could be a band that was signed for God's sakes. And you could run into them at the bar in the, in the building or across the street or whatever. And they were cool about it. They would take, well, they would sign. So they weren't taking pictures back then. Cause nobody had cameras, but you know, they were, they were signing stuff and, and um, you could meet them at the bus and they would happily sign shit at the bus. And you weren't paying, you know, you weren't paying for the VIP package yeah, to go and meet them. And after, once you got all these fucking sad sack Seattle bands, you know, that didn't want to be bothered with the fans because, man, I, I can't be bothered with people, man. It just ruins my vibe. You know, that's when it that's when it all started to be commercialized. Yeah. So, you know, but back in that era, I mean, dude, how many times did you meet those bands back then? A lot of the time. Well, yeah, you know, you could go to any club. You could go see a motorhead and then meet motorhead. I, I know that because that happened to me. You know, I went to when I saw him with Dio, and you were at that show, I believe, weren't you? The Dio motorhead tour at the Odeon.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Fucking Lemmy and Lemmy and Mickey D were hanging out in the back of the venue while Dio played, <laughs> you know, and they were, ta- they were signing stuff. And I don't, I don't remember if it was, I don't think it was cell phoney at that point. So I don't think they were taking pictures, but they were definitely signing stuff and, you know, shaking hands and, drinking with people and having fun yeah do you remember the show and this was what like 95 this is old school cms but do you remember the brave words festival and i was calling you from my cell phone and then handed my phone off to to various people yeah to, and, and you were talking to them on the air like, yeah i
1: know you-? you you put um uh the guy Mark. from, I think death angels, yeah, Mark,
0: Mark, Mark from death angel. Uh, he he was on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Russell Allen from symphony X was, yeah. yeah,
1: I remember all that. Yeah.
0: Ripper Owens was one, but I mean, that was an example of that kind of a thing. And that was into the mid nineties. But, um, you know, at that point, um, you know, th- all those bands and this was a three day festival, all the bands were just running around. You know, they were just, they were just running around, hanging out. It's not like I had some special access to get these guys. I literally was grabbing them from the back of the venue and saying, Hey, you want to go on the air with, with, with my show he's on right now. And they were like, yeah, sure. Cool. Whatever.
1: Yeah. You know, I remember when we went to see, uh, we were at that Peabody show and Testament was there and death Angel was there and all the guys from death angel were just kind of hanging out and signing autographs and stuff too yeah that was like in the winter time
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know but that yeah. was fun you know but you know the the thing is I was you know just kind of reminiscing today I was thinking about you know I could go to an arena show and see say heart and a cheap trick one night right then I could go to a smaller say a smaller theater and go see blood sweat and tears the next night right. You know, I, I was all over the place. Like one, one night I might go see the bangles. I think they were playing with, um, there, there was a band, there was a group called the untouchables. Okay. Uh, I, I saw bangles and untouchables. And then the next night I went to see, um, I'd go see Chicago or something. Sure. You know, so I'd go to a a bigger venue or, or an outdoor arena, and then I'd go to a club like the following night and see something else, you know? So I was kind of all over the place I'd go see, I went to, I met Gordon Lightfoot. I went to Gordon Lightfoot show at, I think it was uh, the Pacific Amphitheater. I went there and I got backstage and got to meet him and talk to him for a few minutes, you know? So, so I go to a Gordon Lightfoot show, which was just, you know, kind of a really relaxed, laid back show. Right. And then the next night I would go see Bon Jovi and rat. <laughs> you know, something like that, you know? Yeah. And it was just fun because it was so easy. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, you know, the, the, the access to, to so many shows and so many venues and so many bands in this Southern California area. It was just amazing. Right. You know, it was just like, Oh, wow. You know, I'm, I'm going to go out tonight. Well, yeah, I'm going to go out tomorrow too, you know, cause I'm going to go see this show. Yeah. So yeah. I, I saw anything from older, you know, 60s 70s acts to the most current thing going on
0: did you and, and i did this all the time did you ever go to just go to venues because the venue generally had something good going on did not didn't have to know what was going on
1: yeah, per- periodically like if i went down into san Bernardino or redlands there was a place that i used to go to mm-hmm. in a while and check it out it was called whiskey creek yeah, And they were a club and, and they would just have either local bands come in or, you know, just cover bands or, or something like that. And I would just go down there just for the vibe because it was just right. kind of a little rock and roll club to go to.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, dude, I used to do that. A, a lot of times I would go to, um, you know, I would, I would go to Metal Mania, which is the only place I could find listings for the clubs up in San Francisco. So I would go there and I would get whatever the local rag was that had the listings. And if I didn't know any of the bands, I would just pick one of the clubs. I would just go to, you know, to the Omni or the stone or whatever, and just, you know, I'd be like, all right, well, this name sounds cool. I'll go and see that, you know, just because it was like, fuck, you know, what was I going to do? Stay home, stay home and watch TV. Eh, Fuck that.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, is it wasn't so expensive.
0: No, it was like five bucks.
1: You know, I, I used to go to some, some arena shows and go see top line, uh, you know, performances, Mm -hmm. you know, go to big, big concert performances. like a John Mellencamp or something. Right. And and the tickets were like 38 bucks.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, you could go to the LA sports arena or go to Irvine Meadows and get a good seat for, you know, 40 bucks. Right. You know, same seats today. They're they're two three hundred dollars. No, it's crazy, freaking ridiculous. It's just like, man, I you know I got thirty or forty bucks. I can grab you know a girl to go along with me or something, and we'll go go to a show. And that was not out of the question. It was just like real easy to do that.
0: Well, a hundred dollar date was worthwhile. That's really what it boiled down to: a hundred dollar date where you both had a good time. That was worthwhile. This shit now, dude. Believe me, I I I have some throwaway money. I, I mean, I can, I can afford to throw away some dollars for stuff, but I'm telling you shit like Bob Seger, I had to really, really think about, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I mean, cause my Seger tickets were, I don't know, a hundred and a half, 175, a ticket, you know, times two. And then there's dinner, then there's a parking, you know, then there's paying to park, you know, there's all that shit. By the time it was all done, it was like a five, five. night yeah you know it's like dude and and again i'm not broke but $600 man that's a lot of time sitting in front of that laptop working on fucking stupid coding (laughs) you know back in the old days i could go see bob seeker at blossom for 20 bucks right you know and it's like and i wouldn't have to pay anything to park i just had to walk six miles to get into the venue
1: yeah i remember going to see um giant bad English and white snake. Mm -hmm. I think think those tickets were like $48. I
0: I remember seeing, um, it was damn Yankees. Uh, it was kiss damn Yankees. And I think slaughter. And I think the tickets were like $20 (laughs) at the Coliseum. Yeah. But it it was cheap as fuck. And I mean, and it was a big show. I mean, Ted brought out a fucking full-sized Buffalo and shot it with a flaming (laughs) arrow. I mean, it was a crazy big show and and the tickets were 20 bucks or whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, what, what, what brought this to mind is I ran across a Stevie Nicks video. Okay. And, uh, you know, since we're doing the video, pull this video up, see if you can pull that up on our little live stream thing. What's it called? It's called, I can't wait.
0: Oh, I love that song.
1: I do too, but, but the video is hot. I mean, cause she, that's a lot of close-ups of her face, you know. And this was like when she was in her prime.
0: Oh yeah, she. Oh.
1: And and she just like stares into the camera, you know. She's just like rocking out. It's, it's from her rock a little. uh,
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, album. This was, dude, this uh,
0: this was the infamous tour that I got
1: arrested. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, anyway, and and I was going to tell a story about this. So I went to see her at the Greek Theater. Okay. And uh, there was a guy. There was a guy sitting next to me and you know we were back oh i don't know we weren't right up close but we weren't too far away but he brought a pair of binoculars right okay and this guy was getting like totally smashed all right you know watching the show so mm-hmm. he keeps handing his binoculars to me to take a look <laughs> at the stage and every time you know he was like this old pervert pervy guy yeah every he hands me these binoculars and i go, "Here, dude, take a look, take a look." You know, and so I'm looking at her with my the, his binoculars and he goes, "Huh? Huh? Huh?" You
0: know, uh-huh. Hey, dude, he take like, a look. Like,
1: he keeps like elbowing me, going, "Huh?" You like, yeah, she's hot. I get it. Yeah, play a yeah. little of that,
0: dude. What do you think of Stevie hey. Nicks? Huh, I, uh, dude? What do you, you think?
1: think? Everybody loves Stevie. Of course, she's fucking gorgeous. But- of course, even today she's. Still- <laughs> Yeah, here it goes. Go ahead. There in the camera oh look at that what what watch when she after she sings the first lyric to the song she just stares into the camera and it's just like oh my god
0: and look at her in that picture right there she is absolutely stoned out of her mind
1: yeah well well watch 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 after she sings the the line in the lyric and she just stands she just stares into the camera all right let's see watch Jesus, right there. Oh, oh. You know, and and I I figured it out. She yeah. was about thirty eight. There was she really? Yeah.
0: Just imagine that taking Lindsay
1: Buckingham's cock in it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But she had the she had the big hair going on, and Love it was it. like it's like look look at that perfect face. She's perfect, man. Perfect face, just. Pretty, just just rocking out, just having fun. Yeah, I like it.
0: Let's love let's watch some more of her.
1: She is fucking stunning, dude. I love this video. I probably watched this a half a dozen times today. I I was like, oh my God, I forgot about this.
0: Dude, and what's amazing is she, you would have thought because she had the Fleetwood Mac history that she would have been able to just carry right on. But she really couldn't. She She had the Belladonna record and she had this one and
1: that was it. No, no, she had the she had the Wild Heart video, the Wild Heart album after Belladonna.
0: Yeah, but that didn't do very
1: well, did it? I think it had a couple of videos, and then she had this, and then she had the other side of the mirror, which which rooms on fire after that. Yeah, she was done by then. This was it. Yeah, this, that's this, what I said. She this was in her prime. This was the top of the pinnacle where I she was have, concerned. Yeah. This talk to me and edge of seventeen
0: are our Stevie Nicks solo. And then everything else that's good in my world is with Fleetwood Mac. Pretty much.
1: Do you like other stuff by her? Well, between, between Belladonna and other side of the mirror, that was it. Yeah. I mean,
0: she didn't have a, you would have thought she would have had a longer solo career, but she didn't. Yeah, well, she, 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 had about
1: t- she had about a 10 year shelf life between, between those uh, four albums.
0: Yeah. And then she got forced back into fucking Fleetwood Mac.
1: But but here's the weird thing, and, and I don't know if you were at this show or not, and we could go, you know, since we're talking Stevie Nicks, I'm sure you can dig these videos or these, sure. uh, these clips up. Mm-hmm. I went to see her at Blossom uh, in 94, and she had put on like a shit ton of weight. I mean, she was really fat. She, she looked like a madam at a, at a, um, at a brothel or something. Stevie. And she had this, she had this long kinked hair. It, it, it was just, it was just unbelievable. And in fact, her, her tour manager, basically she fired her tour manager because he told her that she needed to lose some weight. Really? because she was plunk plumpy that was the street angel tour. yeah street angel tour well
0: guess how much tickets were for that is august 14th of 94.
1: yeah i went to that guess how much the tickets were um what did i pay 35 dollars you paid ten dollars less than that sir 25 bucks 25 bucks yeah
0: it doesn't seem to be any video of
1: that. well there there's um there's some video where she was promoting the album and she was both on um leno and she was on um uh letterman promoting that
0: all right here's letterman let's see i well, will go to leno because that seems to be a song but i signed it bob oop
2: One of the most compelling voices in rock music. She can be seen at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles, August 25th and 26th. Tonight, she's performing a song from our current CD, Street Annual. Joined by Darden Smith. Please welcome Stevie Nick. Yeah. Yeah, this is it.
0: Look at that. Oh, no. Is that Kirstie Alley?
1: <laughs> That's pretty much it, too, dude.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Look, even
1: the cameraman's been told zoom in. Yeah. did, did uh, So you didn't go to that show. I take it. No, no, no. I, I did. I went to blossom. I had like 10th row seats. And when she came out on stage, because I hadn't seen her because obviously there, you know, there was not internet then. Yeah. So when she came out and she looked just like that and I was just like, holy fuck. You were like, did Uh, I fucking accidentally go to the heart show? Yeah, really? (laughs) When she came out and looked like that, I I was just absolutely blown away. I was just like, holy shit. Because the last time I saw her was on the other side of the mirror tour in 89. So, so it'd been like almost five years since I had seen her. And when she came out like that, I was just like, "Dude."
0: dude. This is, this is. Oh! They the the Look, they're doing all really far shots or close
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she's got the big old madam dress on and the whole thing.
0: Oh, it's just funny. The cameramen were told in advance, no, no normal shots of Stevie, either, yeah. either far away shot panning in and then do a close up. watch. They're going to watch them. I, I have not seen this, but I'm going to bet that they're going to go from this. They're going to zoom in a little more and then they're going to cut away to a f- close up. face. Yeah.
1: So they'll cut away and go direct to face. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, no. Look at the booty on her. There's <laughs> me
0: Oh no
1: What do you think caused that? She supposedly she got off of cocaine. Oh, so she started eating. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, that that supposedly she was getting clean at that point, and right. that's what caused her to balloon up like that. Mm. Now, in contrast, pull yeah. up, pull up. Rooms on fire. All right. Because that's that's the last time I'd seen her prior to that.
0: On it live or just a video? No, just
1: a video. It's called Rooms on Fire. Let's see. Out here.
2: Somewhere out in the back of your mind Comes your real life and the life that you know It seems like
1: She might've been chunked up a little here too. They're started, not showing that, that's when she started getting a little bit, little chunky right there.
0: Cause they're not show everything they're showing is all her behind this and behind that. They're well, well
1: there, There's a couple of body shots of her. She hasn't gone too far at this point, but you could see she's getting a little round in the face.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I like this look actually.
1: Yeah, well, she's got some massive long hair, unless they're extensions or something, but she looks really good in this video. Let's
2: see.
0: Yeah, she's, she's yeah, she may not she may not be um fully chunked up at this point but she definitely doesn't like how she looks because every single scene of her is like a cutaway.
1: Yeah, it's it, like an Ann Wilson cutaway.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's either super close to her face or like the the staircase was shot from like way overhead so you can't really see what's coming. Yeah, and even the sitting down in the chair you know with the big long dress on you can't really tell what's going on there yeah she's really trying to cover something up here <laughs> all right let's see well, is magic you, if I do say so see look she's hiding behind the lamp <laughs> look at it. i see it she's <laughs> Yeah. She's not happy with her look at this point. Yeah. All.
1: Well, she had a baby.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that's the excuse she used.
1: Well, no, but that's true. She actually features the baby in the video here in a couple of minutes. So she's hey. going to wreck the video with a baby. Yeah. Unfortunately. God, Jesus. Watch. I
3: am
2: much
0: every scene they're block look now they got this guy to block her out when she <laughs> stood up when she stood up they did a almost like too far behind her back shot yeah look at it. she's hiding everything here jesus she's probably like don't let lindsay see that i've gotten chunky i
1: got chunked up because i pump- pumped out a puppy
0: yeah was it lindsay's kid no no it was somebody else i don't know how difficult do you think she is to date? Oh,
1: dude, are you kidding me? Joe Walsh was so freaked out by her. He packed his shit in the middle of the night and left the house. Uh, she's
0: she's the ultimate problem. <clears throat> she's
1: she's kooky, she's rich,
0: and she's hot. Yeah. So she has no real need for a dude. So God, God knows she would be Im- impossible to deal with. She's one of those that, man, if you get the chance to hit that, you hit it, and then you don't even fucking tell Look her you're her. <laughs> You hit it and quit it. You hit it, quit it, get <laughs> a new cell phone. <laughs> just throw your cell phone away if she has that phone number. Just, right. just keep that story and be like, yeah, yeah, I got Stevie Nicks.
1: Right, bang Stevie.
0: Oof. see again behind the lamp they showed the clip the the in the black dress which was from the other video
1: right right
0: and then they switched to her hiding behind the fucking lamp again yeah yeah she's not happy with that oh this is great then
3: would be
0: close up. Not only is it a close-up, but a side shot where they cut half her head off, so you can't really tell how chunky she's gotten. Look at that.
1: I see that. Huh? Careful, boy. careful editing. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Just whoever whoever edited this should have got a fucking Emmy. Wow. That's But even she's using the baby to cover the belly.
1: <laughs> but that's a real kid. Is it? Yeah.
0: It's wonderful. Thanks for ruining the illusion, Stevie. <coughs> I thought you were saving that badge for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go.
1: Hiding
0: behind the guy. Oh, dude, now she's hiding behind the guy. Yeah. And holding the baby. Now she's hunched over holding the baby. <laughs> so you can't just get a good look.
1: Nope.
0: That's hilarious. And then she'll go back to hiding behind the light again so that the light, you know, the, the combination of the ropes on that light and the fact that the light kind of blurs it hides her again. Yeah. What? <laughs> all, right.
2: Every time you
0: walk in- all right that was fat stevie there wait a minute <laughs> let's go back to right there yeah you that's chunky stevie there yep That looks like Ann Wilson with a wig. (laughs) Come on! All right, let's let's roll a little more. you can even tell there there's a little extra dumpage in the trunk a little junk in the trunk yeah there is look at that like she's kind of just kind of winded out there yep it's actually but still she's wearing black that's that's about the closest you're going to get to what she was actually looking like there yeah which isn't bad i mean i
1: saw that tour and it it, it wasn't you know but between what i saw in 94 and what i saw on this tour was like wow
0: it's like what happened?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she she slimmed back down and put it back together. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she goes in and out, but,
1: uh, And she's hey. a small she's a small girl. She's only like five or five one. Yeah, is she? She's a little girl. Yeah, she's really small. Tiny. I
0: know this. She's a whole lot richer this week. <laughs> did you see how much money she made this
1: week? No, wait, how, why did she make money this week? She sold her cat her solo catalog. She did. She did. Oh, I I didn't know because I actually have another story of somebody who actually sold their catalog.
0: Yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah, I I know that story too, but yeah, she got a she got a hundred million dollars. Really? Yeah, Stevie Nicks sells catalog. So she's cashing out. Stevie Nicks has sold eighty percent of her music catalog to publisher Primary Wave for about a hundred million.
1: Well, there you go. I mean, what is she seventy two? That's done. Might as well get that money and go have some fun. Yeah. Well, what is she? She, she's like
0: 72, right? Uh, Something like that. Let me see. Stevie Nicks. She would be. Yeah. She's
1: 72. Yeah. Yeah, She's 72. Yeah.
0: They better update her page. So it says her net worth is 75 million.
1: I'd say that's a mistake. (laughs) Well, you know, she's 72. How many more years does she have? That's what I'm saying. Get her. I mean, even, even if she lived to be my dad's age, my uh-huh. dad is, my dad is uh, going to be 90, uh, let's see, 29. He's going to be 93 in March. Right. I mean, a hundred million dollars, sell your catalog. I mean, what, what else you got to lose yeah. at this point?
0: Yeah. What is it? What does it matter to hold on to it at this point? Who gives yeah. a shit, you know, take the money, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Dude, she's only been divorced once. How's that for a, that's unusual.
1: Well, that's probably the guy that was in that video. That no, this talked. is this is
0: this is way before that. Somebody named Kim Anderson married nineteen eighty
1: three. Want to guess what year they were divorced? Nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty three. Oh, really? <laughs> married and divorced in the same year. Same year. All right. Yeah, she's got to be a goddamn disaster.
0: (laughs) Can you imagine, can you imagine that you're getting Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac in 1983? Well, that's during the Belladonna phase. And you're fucking the Edge of 17 girl. And she's such a pain in the ass that you got to get out of it within a year. Within the same year that you married her. How Awful must she be. Oh, well, I take all that back. I'm sorry, Stevie. <laughs> now I feel terrible <laughs> because she married him and then he died of leukemia. Oh, he died. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> now I feel awful. <laughs> Hell and kill, Killcaller, you're on the air. So, how much did, do you
2: guys know, how much did Nikki Six get when he did this? Did what? Well, you're you're talking about artists that have just sold their publishing, like Bob Dylan and all these all these guys, right? And Stevie Nicks. Yeah. So Nicky Six did this a couple of weeks ago as well.
1: Oh, I I wasn't aware the, of that. I was going to talk about yeah. the Bob Dylan thing, but no, I was not aware. Maybe Chris knows.
0: I don't know. I don't pay attention to that faggot. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's been a, there's been a few artists. That
1: have well, well, what did he anyway. sell? Did he sell the Motley Crue publishing, or his solo shit, or the, all of it, or what did he sell? Apparently, apparently,
2: yeah. Apparently, he sold he sold his shares in in the Motley Crue stuff, and yeah, and all the all all of the songs to pretty much pretty much the same company. And 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 Dee Snider did this as well. Yeah, there's a this, this now, now did they
1: of, sell <laughs> did, did they sell the publishing rights or did they sell the streaming rights or 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 what? or do you even know?
0: I'll I'll tell think, you. I'll tell you because I'm reading it right now. Hypnosis Songs has acquired the music catalog of Motley Crew bassist and main songwriter Nikki Six, one of the most successful rock bands of the 80s. Hypnosis has acquired 100% of Six's writer's share of pro-income and writer's sound exchange royalties for the catalog, which contains 305 songs, and they don't say how much money he got. So basically basically any residual money that Nikki Six would make now goes to Hypnosis, I guess.
1: Yeah, so he got a buyout. Well,
0: he got a buyout.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just am just wondering I'm just wondering if you guys have got the inside track. I, I think I think D. Snyder got something like twenty dollars. I think fifty bucks.
1: And, you
0: know,
2: but well, apparently we're not going to take it, and I rock. I want to rock and worth a lot of money.
1: Well, because there are yeah. an- anthemic songs that get played at stadiums and you know all kinds of things. So yeah, just. Just a handful of songs probably netted twitted, Twisted Sister, you know, of a pretty good bushel of money, you know, for <laughs> just because they're anthemic songs. Yeah. All
0: right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a choice. Hey, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you both a choice, Tim and Neely. Tim, first, you can have. A, in in theory, you have enough money to do either of these. Which do you do? Do you buy the entire Nikki six catalog for, we'll say a hundred million dollars, or do you simply buy girls, girls, girls for 10 million? Just the song, just the one song. Oh, just the one song. So you can have the whole catalog for a hundred million, or you can have just girls, girls, girls for 10 million. I'd, I'd buy the whole catalog.
1: I would buy the girls, 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 and and I'll tell you why I would too, because the ASCAP and BMI residuals for every club and every strip club and every place around the world has to pay every time they play that song. Bingo. And you ain't making any money off of she goes down or raise your hands to rock.
0: That's for damn sure.
2: But what about all the money
3: can make off Brandon Haley killed?
1: <laughs> That's why I like Tim. He's got a good sense of humor.
0: Yep. No, you you and I had the exact same thought. That one song for ten million. Yeah, will make eighty percent of the residual that that this guy bought or this company bought.
1: Yeah, because just because of. All the strip clubs and clubs around the entire world every time they play that song, they have to pay a royalty
0: yeah i I mean i that that to me is the whole catalog. ten million for that song I would do that every day in a week, sure before I'd spend a hundred million for those other three hundred and four duds you know i I mean, what's their second most played song same old situation
1: no. I would say either Dr. Good.
0: Yeah, Dr. Feelgood probably. Or, or, or kick-start, home, sweet my home. Heart.
1: home Sweet Home. Home Sweet Home or Kickstart My Heart.
0: But Kickstart might be another one that'd be worth a bunch of money too. Because they play that at every fucking sporting event.
1: And then, you know, a far distant one would maybe shout at the devil.
0: Yeah, but nobody's playing that. I'm talking about things that would make money.
1: Well... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say kickstart my heart because uh, it's just so, just a high energy song that gets played quite a few times at every
0: sporting event.
1: Yeah, every sporting event
0: does kickstart and girls, girls, girls. Every strip club in the country, every single night plays it, if not tw- twice, three times. Oh yeah, I think I'm going that route with you. I'll I'll keep my ninety million and just buy the one song. Thank you. Yeah. But, hey, good for hypnosis. They they acquired all this. Stuff. And, again, as much as I don't like the guy, good for Nikki. He has no reason
1: to hold on to that. He's probably in his 60s as well, isn't he? Sure. Yeah, he's in his, what, early to mid-60s? He's yeah, like 64, like maybe 65. Let's see. He is
0: 1958. What would that be? 62.
1: Yeah, 62. All right.
0: So there you go. He's
1: 10 years younger than uh, Stevie.
0: Yeah. So he might as well enjoy it a little bit, too. Go make your money,
1: man. Just yeah. take it and run.
0: Yeah, for God's sake, sure he did the fucking tour, and, and you'll get paid if if they ever do reschedule that tour, they'll get they'll get that money too. So he's fucking set. Yeah, of course.
1: Not that I thought he was gonna be
0: you know looking for his fucking
1: next meal anytime soon, but well, he was waiting for his twelve hundred dollars stimulus check. <laughs> right. Another guy who sold this catalog was Bob Dylan. Ugh. Bob Dylan's entire catalog of songs, one of the great treasures in music history, has been acquired by Universal Music Publishing Group for an hmm. undisclosed sum.
0: How much do you think that
1: is? Um, financial terms were not disclosed on Monday, but the catalog may be the most prized in the music industry. Four years ago, when Michael Jackson's estate sold the remaining half share that it owned in, in the artist catalog and fetched, What do you think? Half share, Michael Jackson. So
0: that's 50%?
1: 50%. Oh, Michael
0: Jackson, though? Mm. Don't cheat. I'm not. I won't cheat.
1: I I was looking up Dylan.
0: Um, I'm going to say half a billion.
1: It would be more.
0: More than half a billion.
1: 750 million for
0: half. Man, man.
1: Of Michael Jackson's catalog. Now, does that include the Beatles shit that he bought? No, that's his catalog. Okay,
0: that doesn't include
1: just no. So,
0: whew. did he have enough hit? I mean, I know he had a bunch of hits, but and I'm a Michael Jackson fan, not of him raping kids, but of his music. <laughs> um, man.
1: So, so Dylan. In his career, he has sold more than 125 million
0: records globally. That's just a mystery to me. Am I the only one that thinks Bob Dylan sucked? Well, his era. Even in his era, I thought his music
1: sucked. He, you know, he was a troubadour. He was, you know, he was that, that peace and love 60s guy. Did you like him? No, nah, I'm not a big fan everybody must get stoned yeah see, i'm not a big fan of that song. I, I think about the only song that i'm i you know relatively like just because of the um the message i guess or the or the concept
2: mm-hmm.
1: and see if you can pull this one up and play it right. is you have to serve someone or serve somebody bob uh, dylan serve somebody I, I like that song because it's so true. I mean, it really, I mean, it really spells it out. Let's see, Bob Dylan serves somebody.
0: Let's play some Bob Dylan serves
1: somebody. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's just, it's not a video. It's just a. Yeah, it's a bad you may be an
1: ambassador to England, a friend. You may like gamble you might like to dance you may be the heavyweight champion of the world you may be a socialite with a long string of pearls but you're gonna have to serve somebody yes
2: indeed you're gonna have to serve somebody well it may be the devil or it
0: be the you're gonna See, the lyrics may be very good, I'm sure they are, but that fucking voice would drive me to, that would drive me away from it. I would never know. Right. That's why I don't know any of his I know that one song, and I don't even know what it's called, but it's got some stupid name like down the poop shoot
1: sixty one. Oh, <laughs> he's got the whole lay lady lay lay across my big brass bed.
0: Is that him? Lay lady lay. Yeah, play it. Let me find lay lady lay. I thought that was
1: Ministry. No, that's that's Bob Dylan.
0: Bob Dylan lay lady lay. Let's play that. Let's see what we got here. None of these are videos, but.
2: Lay, lay, across my big breast
0: bed I like this one. Yeah, like Bob Dylan. Lay, lay, lay Lay across my big
2: breast
3: bed Whatever colors you have In your mind I show them to you and you see them
0: shine. Lay, lay, lay. See, I still don't like the voice though. I, I, I like the lower. I, <laughs> lay, lay, lay. I like that part, but when he starts <laughs> with the high voice, yeah, the one that makes me want to shine. Ugh, shut up. <laughs> I want to hit you with your fucking acoustic guitar.
1: There you are. But yeah,
0: well, good for him getting paid. Well, again,
1: how old is he? He's in his 70s, right? He's got to be a fucking million. Let's see.
0: Bob Dylan.
1: Eight. Bob Dylan is 79. Yeah, there you go. So what's, you know, he's, he's near the end of his road. So why not? Yeah. Oh, I don't blame any of these guys for so. dude. Believe you me. I don't, if,
0: if a young band had a hit, it, I wouldn't blame Greta Van Fleet. If they could get 50 million for what they've done so far, take it. Yeah. The fuck, fuck, go live your life. Get the fuck out of it. You know, I, I don't blame any of them. If they can cash in and be set for the rest of their life, that's what they're doing it for. You know, they're, they're professional musicians. It's the, the goal is to make money, you know, the ones that need it. Now, I don't, again, I don't know that Bob Dylan needs it, but you know, it's like, it's like McCartney, he sold his way young. Cause he saw that he could get some fucking quick money, you know, that's why he's probably worth fucking $3 billion or whatever. Yeah.
1: He's got a lot of cash.
0: Yeah. Cause he sold that catalog and he could still tour it. Of course. So why not? I don't, yeah. I don't blame any of these guys for selling this stuff, dude. No, good on them. Yeah. Yeah. I got to think though, Dylan, because he's so, he's so, you know, iconic, which I don't agree with, but whatever. Um, I got to think, yeah, he, he must've pulled at least half a bill. At least
1: half a billion. Don't you think? Well, I mean. He's got 40 years of career. Yeah, I mean, if, if Stevie Nicks got a hundred million. Yeah. Uh, Bob Dylan has got to, I, I would say five times that. Sure.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, Bob Dylan is certainly more iconic than Stevie Nicks.
1: Yeah, of course. I you mean, her, her major career in her solo career obviously was the eighties. Mostly Jeremy from Kentucky is saying he got 300 million. All right. It's a good chunk of change. That is still a chunk of change.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well good for him. I know he was wondering if he was going to be able to afford his next meal. He <laughs> doesn't, doesn't have to worry any longer. Dude, You know who I, I got to wonder how much when it's, when it's his day
1: is Springsteen going to get. I'm gonna put him up in the Dylan category. I gotta put him more than that. Really, bigger oh, than Dylan? But he's
0: much bigger than Dylan.
1: All right, don't just, you think? I I don't know. I mean, I just don't know.
0: Yeah, I gotta think that.
1: Spr- because
0: Dylan is iconic, but he really didn't have a
1: ton of hits. But but. I mean, it- is it the hits or is it the sale of the albums or, I mean, are you buying the hits or you're buying something that you can sell?
0: Okay. I mean, what is hypnosis music going to do with Motley crew? You know, they're not buying that so that they can say, look, what's on our shelf. They're going to sell that to every goddamn car company and, and, you know, turtle wax and everything else that's out there, <laughs> you know, Springsteen, every album I think he's ever released other than like the, the early stuff what was number one. He's had, you know, 50 fucking hits. Yeah. I got to think, I got to think Springsteen might break the bank in the same category. Anyways, like Michael Jackson mm. and he hasn't raped kids. So maybe more, <laughs> but if Michael Jackson got
1: 750 you know, million for, for yeah. half.
0: so 1.5 billion for, for his career and let's be honest michael jackson if you really want to tear it down he didn't i mean he had a bunch of bunch of songs but really he only had like four really big albums
1: yeah mostly in the 80s and into the early 90s
0: yeah i mean the only albums he really had was the one before thriller whatever that was called that was
1: off the wall off the wall yeah and that was big Look at me with my music knowledge. Oh, you're a big Michael Jackson fan. I can tell.
0: <laughs> um, but then he had Thriller, which is obviously the biggest album of all time, I believe. But um, And then um, Bad and Dangerous. And that's it. Then it was over for him. You know, he just had those four. I mean, and, and I don't think he gets Jackson 5 credit in, in his catalog, does he? I
1: don't even know.
0: And even that, I don't think the Jackson 5 sold that well, did they? I
1: mean, they had a bunch of hits, but. Sure, they did. They were a singles band.
0: Yeah, they weren't an album band at all. Now, you know anybody that owns a single Jackson 5 album? No, probably just the 45s. Yeah, I can't even name one. Yeah. Chris, I just want to know how much the Infirmary Kids catalog is worth. <laughs> probably right
1: in the same boat.
0: Probably right around 100 million. Yeah, sure
1: it's <laughs> infirmary kids <laughs> I, I love people who remember all the old stuff of course this middle finger's for you pal yeah <laughs> infirmary kids. Did you,
0: you know that was eight years
1: ago yeah i know it went fast eight years ago that is crazy <laughs>
0: too funny yeah well good on dylan you know i'm not a fan but i don't hate him either I'm sure he's a fucking libtard douche that I would hate if I knew anything about his politics, but
1: well, he's a sixties guy. So, you know, he's a sixties radical probably. Yeah, probably it's he's the godfather of Barack Obama.
0: Mm, good for him. Yeah. Dylan wrote knocking on heaven's door. All right. Good for him. I hate that song by the guns and <laughs> I And I hate live and let die by guns and roses too. I can't stand it. Dude, both of those songs and when Guns N' Roses plays them, it shows. I'm just like, because oh. they all with both of those tong- songs, too. They play extended versions of them, you know, especially knocking on heaven's door. GNR does the whole thing with the crowd singing and everything else. It's just shit. It's like, oh, stop it. <laughs> but, eh? Good on Dylan. Glad he made his money. Yeah. Hail and
3: kill caller. You're on the air. Hail and Kill, the kicker, the kicker with Dylan, he owns the song The Weight by the Band. I don't know if that was in that story. That's the a weight. big song. You know it, Neely. The Weight? The Weight by the Band. He owns the
0: publishing of that tune.
3: Okay. If you want to look it up. Yeah, Chris, is looking it, it up real
0: quick. Chris, let's, oh, pull. Up right now. let's play that. Here we go. I know this. What's the feeling about that fast dead?
2: I just need some place where I can leave my head. And, Mr. can you tell where a man might find a bed. He just ran and shook my head. No, what's
0: So dude, you think this is the corner pit the cornerstone of the sale? This song? I think it's a big chunk of it. Really? Yeah, I, do. I do see. I mean, it has a shit ton of plays on this YouTube video, twenty eight million plays, but and I know it's the song. Yeah, I know the song, but you know I didn't really think that it well, was that amazing.
3: Well, I don't think it's an amazing song either. I just I just think, you know, it's a it's a big song for that genre of whining 60 70 cents <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you're probably right i mean i'm sure it probably is i, I, I wonder what the guys in the band think well as robbie robertson wrote it i heard
3: i was reading a story about it, it came out of the article and somehow dylan grabbed it when he wrote it it was oh.
1: weird
0: nice who owns
3: uh who owns dawkins publishing
1: uh, I be, well, no, I, I believe that it's owned by universal music because universal absorbed Electra.
3: Oh, okay. So does, uh, a band like Metallica, what I mean? Are they going to cash in later? Or are they back? Or cause they own their original masters. I mean, what's that going to be worth?
0: That'll be worth a dollar or two.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I don't blame any of these guys doing it. Go for it, man. Take yeah. it.
0: At this point, you know, when, once they're old, I'm fine. But yeah, like I said before, I'm good with anybody doing it. If, if uh, who cares who it is, if, if Alabama shakes can sell their shit for 10 million, take the 10 yeah. million,
3: you know, take a run dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because, hey, yeah. Sorry. Pinball PA. Did you see
3: the Zeppelin's having a pinball machine?
0: I saw it. I, I'll you know, before I plunk down nine to $11,000 for it, I'm going to have to really take a look at it. You know, I, I did see it. I would like to have it personally, but, um, yeah, it's going to be between 9,000 and $11,000 for it. So yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money for bing, bing, bong, bong.
1: Yeah. Well, you couldn't even go see kiss in Dubai for that amount. That's true. That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Can I tell you one quick story? Go ahead. How life, how life is weird. Uh, I This is Matt from Cincinnati, by the way. Anyway, I had my normal route, truck driving route, was Cincinnati to Youngstown and back like every day. We bid on routes per month. And I would listen to TUE out of Dayton most of the way. Well, the last day of the route, I had to take a new guy and uh, – I was listening to TUE and it wasn't coming in very good. And then all of a sudden we get up by Lima and I'm flipping search on the stations. And I swear to God, as soon as we hit that Lima exit, exit Manic Monday comes on. (laughs) All right. You get it? No. I swear to Manic Monday. Whatchamacallit? Uh, Angles? Angles. Yeah. Yeah. Lima, the Bengals. It's like the CMS was like living vicariously through me or something. I don't know. It was weird.
1: <laughs> wow, that's a stretch, dude. <laughs> Holy
3: I know, but it's just one of those things. You guys been banging on Lima. For years. <laughs> well,
1: I, got, I got married in Lima. I went to school in yeah. Lima, and uh, yes, I'm a big fan of the Bengals. So I guess I guess the connection is distant, but it's there. So I'll I'll give you a half a star for that.
0: You know, I like Pantera. You know, I'm just going to tell you, I like Pantera and I've been to Dallas. <laughs> it's, it's, dude,
3: when you drive a truck, Neely, as you know, it's a little thing to get you through the day. I'm well you know? aware.
1: Believe me. I'm well aware. Yeah. Right, I'm but, sure well, I, I'm glad. Can't... I'm glad that the CMS is at the forefront of your mind while you're out there watching traffic and deer and training new guys.
3: And, and just clowns on the highway because I swear to God, ever since COVID, there's no cops on the highway, which is a good thing, but everybody's driving like a fucking maniac. <laughs> you know, it's just people cutting you off left and right because there's no cops on the highway at all. I don't see
1: them. They're afraid to pull people over. Yeah. It's a, it's a death. It's a death sentence for them. Not with a gun. Yeah, just, exactly. just if you breathed on them wrong.
3: Right, exactly. It's, it's total, totally stupid. But anyway, I don't know. It's a little things, dude. That's all. Hail <laughs> and kill, hand drop.
1: Wow. Well, I went to Lima and the Bengals were playing and, you know, it was CMS and, you know, it was Chris and Neely and they talk about Susanna and, you know, you think Lima is a dump and you know, you oh, put the two together and you know, there you have it it's all cms that was a bit of a stretch <laughs> it's like what <laughs> so i thought to myself look dude i'm in lima and they're playing the bangles and chris and neely
0: <laughs> all right thanks for calling
1: all right let's take a break all
0: right let's do that
1: uh gary gary scadra He asked for this a week ago, and he's asked again today. He's always good for a terrible request. So what is it? He wants to hear some Grim Reaper. That's not bad. Dead on arrival. All right. That's okay. All right. So here it is. It's Grim Reaper exclusively here. On your classic.